Block Talk, presented by Given the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The legendary looks of the show's namesake are about to be reimagined again because the show is really just starting to run out of ideas. But who reignited the spark in this design challenge? It's time to find out as we talk all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And with me is a legend in her own right, Jenna Sequa. Hello. Hi, how are you? You know what? I was in New York having a fun little pride and now my legs are like, you're going to sleep for a month. Yeah, that's fair. After Pride season, I think Pride season, so Pride Sunday ended. I fell asleep when I got home. And I slept, I think it was like a minimum of 13 hours. Like it was it was something ridiculous like that. Your body said you pried it out. You're good. Yeah, absolutely. I think like and it's so funny because like so many drag artists in New York City that I was talking to that weekend were like, I just gotta get to Monday. I just gotta get to Monday. Because not everybody, yeah. but a lot of people had that Monday off. And I was like, mm-hmm. listen, institute a dark day for nightlife workers and queer artists in New York City for the Monday after Pride. That should just yeah. be a dark day for everyone. Like a free, yeah. a free pass for a bingo card. Yeah, it, it was, a, you know, it was a fun weekend. Uh, thank God weather was on all our sides. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, and any highlights, any, anything that really stood out as like the memory of the season? Um, for me, I guess I would say my highlight was getting to work with such like this year in comparison to last year, I was doing a lot more during Pride, which is lovely. I got to work with a lot of different groups of people, both Mm. artists and audience alike. So that was a highlight for me. And then from the weekend specifically, I guess I would say a favorite memory was like, because I also, in addition to performing, like, work at a venue, um, like, I do door stuff sometimes for, like, parties and mm-hmm. things. And just the vibe and the energy this weekend was, I thought, really overall positive and yeah. very, like, welcoming. And I think the fact that we haven't been able to gather in person in almost, like, three years, two, three years, was, like, it, it brought people together in a way that I think was refreshing and really nice to see. Absolutely. I agree. I, I had a, I had a fun time when I went down to the um, March for a little bit and I got to see some friends, got to see some uh, icons of the New York's drag scene on some floats, which is always exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope they all are not too sunburned, uh, but give, give it, give it up to Jasmine Rice-Labeja who had an umbrella, smartest move of all the Queens. I saw her actually on Pride Sunday. She looks so good. She, looked she looks stunning. Listen, when you got a body like that, you say, hello. I'm going to show yeah. it off every day. Yeah. Well, I got some drag news of the week. And listeners, no, it's not what you think it's going to be. Even if you, if you know, you know, you know. And just just, just 
be quiet until all is revealed. But for now, Drag Race Down Under Season 2 will debut on July 30th. Oh my god. That means there's a lot of Drag Race this summer, which means I'll be covering three shows at once, potentially for a very long time in the near future. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. There's All Stars, All Winners, Drag Race France has started. Mm -hmm. Canada's Drag Race is starting in two weeks. Then oh drag all, all drag all stars will end, and then we have a week where there's only two, and then we get back into down under. So it's gonna be a lot of lot of drag, international drag, which is always fun. I wasn't sure that they were gonna do it for a second there. I wasn't sure they were gonna do another season of Down Under. I feel like well, that that first season was a little rocky for them. Well. I can't confirm or deny anything that happens on this season, but I can say that production may not have learned their full lesson on casting. Uh, so maybe maybe there's just something in the air in Perth that just doesn't translate to us in America. So we'll find out. Um, yeah, good luck to that cast. Uh, but don't worry, we'll talk all about it. Oh, yeah. um, All-stars, all winners, whatever the fuck the title is going to be called queen of queens um fun season i'm enjoying oh, it yeah. i love the season i think the season is really good and like so many people the consensus i feel like has been this season is what it is because of the fact that like it feels like the first time in a long time that drag race is a drag competition again and not like, Correct. a reality show these winners have all done such a great job on their original seasons or even on their all-star seasons as well and now we're seeing them in this new format where they're not eliminated and they feel like they're free to take more risks. Absolutely. And so like they're doing things that they might not have done on their original season out of fear of getting eliminated for. And I heard a rumor that they didn't have a suitcase limit. So some of these runways have just been unbelievable. I mean, that rumor clearly makes sense when it comes to training to the tuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. five suitcases is one gown with those. Yeah. Trends. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it makes that makes sense. Honestly, ban the suitcase limit. Like they have enough budget, they can afford to let these queens bring in like twelve suitcases. If they ban the suitcase limit on any season other than a winter season, that changes imagine? a lot of people's runway game. I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna dive into this episode, and you know what? The dollies are back after the latest batch of onstage shenanigans. Evie feels immaculate going from zero to two stars in one week. She feels she's a front runner. Now she just says she wants to be in the block club. Don't ask for what you really don't want. Unless you want to be in my block club, that's totally fine. Evie Oddly, you're amazing. You're invited. But why do you want to be in the block club? Is that just being like, oh my God, I want to be included? Or yeah, block me. I don't want to win. I think Evie in that moment is just feeling like, I think she's like, the cobwebs have kind of been shook off. She's like, oh, I'm really like, I'm in this race now. In her mind, she's like, well, I've got two stars and now it's only natural that they're coming after me. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. All right, girl. Now, Jinx Monsoon returns looking like she just found Jolene cheating with her husband. This ain't good. Ah, fuck her drag, as she says. But she saw it coming. She's a little irritated. But the Vivian is like, I'm fucking furious because I could have had another star. She is now Karen on hold for the manager. Um, Good for her admitting what she looked like. But yes, it's Jinx that's like, yeah, me and Trinity both won and were blocked and didn't get a second star. So why you bitch, bitch? Yeah. I think she should just shut her British whore mouth. Yeah, I mean, like, the blocking thing between Viv and Jinx, I'm like, 
I see where people say that they do a similar thing, but I also think that like no. what they truly excel at is different. Like, if, if you want to say yes, they do a similar thing when it comes to touring or going to a club or whatever. Absolutely, they yeah. that's the on stage they are the same. When it comes to the show of Drag Race, not a chance. Yeah, Vivian yeah. is going to always be known more so for her fashion, and Jinx will be known for her performance. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. I would only go see Vivian um, if I was paid to go see the Vivian, but I would go see Jinx once in for anything. Um, yeah, I just I... hate the Vivian. I want Vivian to have her crown. <laughs> I, I think Viv is like I think where they're similar is like because they're both capable of being like very comedic and like yeah. making you laugh. That's where people draw the like parallels. Mm-hmm. I will say I think Jinx is more of like a comedian in the sense that like we know like a comedian to be here in america whereas like theater queen she's also a theater queen yes and i don't know a lot about british humor sensibilities but i think viv's strength lie in impersonation yeah vivian is very good at the i guess monty python style of comedy very dry um very referential very oh my god i can't believe you just made that comment but that was actually a great comment on society as opposed to jinx who's going to give you references in the terms of this is going to make us all laugh because we think it's silly and campy yeah like Um, Jinx doing like her in a microphone and just like however long she wants to go for viv i could see with her impersonations doing like an snl like sketch sort of situation where you're like i agree yeah i think you i think you nailed it i think vivian is more scripted jinx is more improv yeah well jinx thought maybe since they worked well as a team it would mean the whole team was immune but alas monet is like yeah i thought that too but uh, thanks for keeping me safe sis yeah Vivian says friendships aren't coming into it anymore. It's a competition and she wants the crown. But Jinx has been in this position before, but she is the first to win three challenges, the first to win two stars, and the first to get blocked twice. An impressive resume moving into the final five episodes. Yeah, I mean. But half held had no fury like a witch scorned. Uh, the room is going to get silent because the tension is high. They're halfway there and this is getting serious for everyone. No more fun and games. The, the, the crown is in sight. It's week seven and Monet is homesick. She likes being in her apartment by herself and her crazy thoughts and a comfy pair of Birkenstocks and her hairless guy, Colleen. And she's going to tell us that she has her own Instagram account for Colleen. But uh, the show said no plugs. So I can't shout out the Colleen uh, Instagram account. Have you? Do you follow Colleen? I do not. I had no idea that Monet Exchange even had a cow. Yeah, neither did I. Um, Colleen, I hope you uh, get some new followers, um, even though the show is like, no, cats are not allowed here. Yeah, she's, I mean, I'm sure Colleen is doing well, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. She probably has more followers than me. Uh, me too, probably. <laughs> now, Shay thinks it's about to get crazy. Monet wants to be in the top again. Shay and Trinity wanted to, and they f- might have forgot what it looks like, but Shay is hungry to be in the top, which normally she's verse. Lots of um, revelations this season from the cast of their um, sexual preference. Oh, yeah. Um, Lots of bottoms. Lots of bottoms. (laughs) Not a bad thing, just an observation. Absolutely. 
Now the alarm sounds, so we're going to summon RuPaul in her blazer, very, very glitzy, very glittery. She gives her stats about being a world-famous Glamazon, sharing that she's had the privilege to wear some of the most incredible fashions created by Zaldi. And she forgets to remind everyone that she has also worn some terrible fashions created by Zaldi. Um, Come on, we have seen those runways. We have have seen what she's worn on the show. Some of them... um, Zaldi, you've done better. You're running out of ideas. Maybe, maybe that's why the show needs to slow down because Zaldi needs a break. I listen when when the inevitable gallery to RuPaul goes up in a museum in LA and then a museum in New York. I will absolutely be there because that's a that's a catalog of looks throughout the ages that is true. Oh, bitch! I guarantee you, Insane. if if if. RuPaul's Drag Race Live continues the way it's going, there will be a museum at the Flamingo Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least a partial one to see if people want a full museum, but you're right. Um, I've always had this idea. I don't know how I'm going to make it work, um, but to make like Drag Race Land, it's like a theme park um, inspired mm. by like Drag Race and, or, and drag and, and drag in general. So like you have a carousel, but you're not sitting on horses. You're sitting on like uh, compacts and, and heels um and then like you can do character meet and greets but it's like all the drag race legends with like big giant heads like furries um and of course instead of the hall of presidents you have the rupaul's drag race hall of fame and you get animatronics of the all stars uh, hall of fame that's cool that'd be cute um, world of wonder hire me let's that'd, do it they'd have to they do it like i think you do, do it like a smaller amusement park like dollywood or something like yeah. that. yeah oh don't tell dolly with a small amusement park no no she she thinks she she got big one Listen, one of the best smaller, in the world smaller in comparison to like your disney's and your universe of course of course we're going to start with one land and then 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 queen of the universe world can come out next yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right well for this week's maxi challenge they have to create a signature legendary look Inspired by one of her classic looks using the Pinterest app. Come on, sponsorship. Um, I don't know if I've been saying it wrong or if Ruse just said it wrong, but she made it very, she's like Pinterest, like Harold Pinter. Is it Pinterest? Is what, 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 how do we say it properly? Do we know? I've always said Pinterest. That's what I've said. Like interest and you pin it, like Pinterest. Right. That's what I thought. But like, spelling it out, it is Pinterest. Yeah, Rue was like Pinterest. And I'm like, it was really weird. Okay. Um, I mean, but also when they did the last, like the episode prior, and they, Tuve Low or whatever the fuck. Tuve Low. I was like, is that how, have I been? Apparently it is. <laughs> Apparently we've been wrong the entire time. Oh my gosh. Well, Rue has created a Pinterest board with eight looks, the perfect amount for the perfect amount of queens. Look how they do things on this television program. Now, the Vivian will get to choose first as the winner of last week. Um, so which outfit will she pick? Also, the way that Rue said the word outfit was way too close to the word Auschwitz. And I was very uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't like that. As a Jewish person, maybe someone in that room should have been like, let's retake that. Ooh, Rue. Ooh, Rue. Rue being problematic? Never. Never, Rue heard of all right viv will select the despy awards she will next get to decide who's going to choose next because mm-hmm. uh, drama um it will be trinity who takes the season eight promo 
Trinity's going to pick Monet, who selects the phrase, the face Kini. Monet goes with Shay, who takes season five Sugar Ball. Shay goes with Jada to go next and will select the 2000 Divas tribute to Diana Ross. Jada will take a non-designing girl and pick Evie, who takes Supermodel of the World. Jinx will go with Drag Race Down Under promo look. And Raja is last because it's Raja, and she is gifted the Born Naked promo look. Mm-hmm. All right. Janae, what would you pick? Which one would your be your Supermodel of the World. One? Yeah. Supermodel of the world, hands down. My top choice would have been Supermodel of the world easily. That was like, after looking at all of them when they were up there, I was like, that's the one I would want. And yeah. What I, would you have done with it? How, what was your inspiration be? So I actually like what Evie did when she flipped the volume mm-hmm. from the bottom to the top. I thought that was a really smart idea because when you're doing something inspired by something, you want details or aspects that are reminiscent of the origin but not something that someone would look at and go I don't see a difference between them I think what I would have done is I actually probably would have tried to do a silhouette that was closer to what Shay had done for her Mm. look but with the supermodel of the world like fabrics and color palette I'm here for it yeah I think that that look for me, when I think like classic, iconic RuPaul looks is definitely up there. Absolutely. And yeah, I think, I think that was the most, that was the most dynamic one for me. That was my first choice for sure. Nice. I, would, I don't know if I would have done pants though. I don't know if I would have done pants. Uh, pants are really hard to make. So the pants. That, that, that's, that's true. A nice little skirt, little, little hoop skirt. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before they can get to work, they are forced to browse the Pinterest app on an iPad because that's what the sponsors told them to do. Oh, yeah. Um, did we learn anything about Pinterest in this episode? No. Um, Trinity will be taking the baby doll look and turn it into a full gown and do it in less than five minutes because she's a fucking witch when it comes to sewing. Yeah, that's impressive. I mean, I um, don't get it. <laughs> I can sew pretty quickly, but that's no joke. Like, there are absolutely yeah. looks that I've done like before, like the day of a show, been like, oh, I'm going to finish this by the time the show is there tonight. But Trinity is like, there's a level of finishing and like speed that she has that I, I guess just comes with more time doing it because she's absolutely impressive. Well, Raja is thinking maybe it's time to sabotage her. So she gives her no feedback whatsoever on her idea. Uh, Raja, that was the plan not to do. You should have given her feedback and maybe she would have taken it. Um, Trinity isn't nervous, but she did win the ball. She has to outdo herself. Just no train this time. Um, she's going to top herself, which she's never done before. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jada is playing with layers and hear her huge sequence. It's going to be difficult as Evie is like, I don't want to do no sewing machine errors, so no sequins over here. I have you sewn with sequins. I did. I made so I have flipped. I've been in the process of flipping my drag closet. And one of the things that I made was this like sequined, almost like showgirls bodysuit with ostrich feathers lining, mm-hmm. hip area, top, whatever. And I broke four sewing needles passing sequins through that machine. And so after that garment, I was like, I'll never, I'll never do that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not fun. It's um, so hard. It, it yeah. looks good. But it's just a difficult material. Absolutely. Now we're going to see Raja tearing fabric. She's making fabric pasta, as she says. She didn't want win the last design challenge as she now has a bit of a fire inside to win. She just wants another star. 
Now, Evie is going to try to get Mama to speak to her while Jada is just spinning around in the room. Um, I like Jada's energy. I like her essence. Um, mm-hmm. She just must be a ball of fun all the time. Yeah, I agree. I think Jada this season, we're seeing the most of her, like, of her, of anybody. We're seeing her personality really shine through. Absolutely. And um, I, on her original season, like, in comparison to her original season to this, I'm like, you're just a weirdo. You're like She a is. Weirdo. She's so much fun. I would, like, actually want to hang out with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, season 12 had a lot of personalities on it. So it was a little harder for her to stand out the way she is this season. Yeah. Now, Shay wants to turn the gown into a jacket. She's been showing up and crushing it, but she has been missing getting a second star by just a tiny bit. She knows all the girls are legendary legends, so she has to work just that much harder. She's going to now also make leopard print. We're going to discuss that later because I have some opinions on one tiny placement of one piece of leopard print. But Hello Darkness Her old friend Jinx is getting deja vu as not only is her fabric the same as last time, it's still another design challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I guarantee you she had zero idea that when she picked the um, look she did that it was going to be the same fabric. <laughs> Silly. I think she picked it just because it was like of any of those, it was the safest choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, Jinx is going to ask Vivian if she wished she blocked someone else, knowing it was a design challenge. And she says yes. They don't know what challenges would be, or she would have blocked somebody else. Now, obviously, like we've all heard rumors of how the show works, what kind of they, they know things. Um, I'm sure they could have done the math and said, okay, it's a probably based on the amount of looks we need to have, it's probably a 12 episode season and they're only asking us for like eight runways or not uh, seven runways. So probably two design challenges. They had to have some idea, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit inkling. There's definitely puzzle pieces. I'm sure they could have put together, but also like, yeah. I, I imagine that in that moment, they're like, just give me everything. Yeah. yeah they're like day by day, day by day. Exactly. Now Jinx, knows she can't win a star here so she's gonna have lots of fun with her luck she believes in witchcraft hot glue and gumption and it kind of goes back to what you said earlier about them just having fun and taking risks never in a regular season would anyone say yeah let's just do whatever we want in design challenge yeah like design challenges i don't so having never been on drag race i can't necessarily speak to how design challenges exactly work as far as the timing that they're given but like, if you're if you're not accustomed to making things, that's that's a tough spot to be in. That's absolutely. Hard. That's hard. like a, a pressure cooker situation where you're already stressed out, you're already nervous. There's so much riding on it for you, and you now have to flex a muscle and a skill that you're not necessarily super confident in. So, mm-hmm. well, she's fighting to win the challenge, and though she can't win a star, she is still there to have the power to block. Yeah. And then all the eyes dart to the Vivian and we have that le- weird like music rumble music that sounded like it was out of um, like, Kill Bill. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. The producers are having so much fun with this like yeah. perceived rivalry between the two of them. Because they like, need drama. There's no other drama. I'm like, go off. I'm like, layer it on thick. It's at this point, yeah. it's an established thing. So I'm like, run with it. Now, Monet Exchange, did you know she's on the show this season? I, I almost forgot a couple times. Uh, she's like, who okay to design challenges? And I agree. I'm never a fan of design challenges because I we don't really only because we don't really get to see the full process and and 
there's less behind the scenes opportunities. It's all, it's the same for me with cooking shows. It's like, if I can't eat it or feel it or be a part of it, I don't know how, how much I'm invested. Design- so that being said, I want to see a, um, a cooking challenge on drag race. Design challenges are some of my favorite challenges. I think. That being, I mean, let's be real. We've had some, at least this year alone in 2022, we've had some incredible looks come out of design challenges. Yeah, I think they're so, in, I think they're really interesting to see what people come up with. Yeah, I think we just need to like tweak some ideas, get some better concepts for these design challenges. But I like design re- challenges more that use, they let them use fabrics. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because it's actually what you could potentially wear on a runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the unconventional materials ones are fun. But I think the ones where they let them use fabrics are more fair. It's almost like you can tell which season um, it has the budget based on if they do unconventional or fabric design challenge. True. Rue's going to arrive and calls Evie over first. She's got the supermodel of the world look. And Rue shares that Zaldi patterned this look after the Versace ads from the time. And two years later, Versace was making RuPaul some outfits. So full circle. Rue reveals that the song came out uh, um, on her birthday in 1992. And Evie's like, I hoped I'd get this look because I came out of my mom's womb that same year. And I thought Rue was going to slap her in the face. 1992, what a long time ago. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Bitch. <Okay>. Evil. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Like, if, if Rue wanted to slap her for that, then I, I would have been escorted out. So <laughs> all I know is based on um, the things that may or may not be true on casting of, 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 of a season 15, if there is a season 15, Rue will be doing a lot of slapping when she finds out certain people's ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Evie reveals that growing up, Rue's name was a curse word for in her house. Her stepdad would call any queer person a RuPaul. And I found this a really fascinating conversation. Because Rue was like, that's amazing. That's kind of funny. And I guess it's kind of cool that there's, in a way, like Evie's been able to reclaim that in her life. Yeah. As a non-derogatory thing. And I think people forget, like, there was a period of time in RuPaul's life where RuPaul wasn't, like, a super rich, like, mega tycoon of, like, reality entertainment and, like, TV. Like, there was a point in RuPaul's life where, like, RuPaul was very much, like, anti-establishment like Mm -hmm. against the social norm and order and was one of the only like very visibly queer people in media that like Mm -hmm. was a very easy target I mean don't get me wrong now RuPaul is like RuPaul has done problematic things RuPaul has said problematic things and is no way excused for those things but at one point when RuPaul was like probably closer to my age before all the money, before all the fame, before all the like privilege that I'm sure alleviated some of those like targets on his back. Like RuPaul was, yeah, like there was a period of time where RuPaul was not well received across the country and across and, the world. And we also sometimes forget that RuPaul in the 90s was a host of a talk show and that was kind of taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was on VH1, which at that time was like, oh my God, it, VH1's not real. It, that's fake kind of entertainment. Yeah. But it was still a huge momentous thing. And that's the thing I always have to remember. Yes, RuPaul is problematic, done, still does problematic things. Um, there were definitely but, like trailblazing. Exactly. Like roles that they filled, though. In exactly, exactly. In like queer history. 
Absolutely. Well, Evie has fashioned giant Hakama pants. She wants to make a tool for her pants and then a giant ruffled glove that will go over her shoulders. And I'm like, good luck finding time for all those brilliant ideas. But she's taking Rue's supermodel of the world look and flipping it into Evie, supermodel of the underworld. She's good at confessionals sometimes. Yeah, she's cute. I like Evie. Evie's another one that I'm like, I want to meet her. I want to meet Evie and I want to like hang out with her. Absolutely. All right, Monet is over and she shows the face skinny look as it was the first time she had a lip sync for her life. Monet versus Dusty and the fake split. The fake split that everybody still does. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> now, will Monet be wearing a face skinny? She will. She's going to be going Lee Bowery with full catsuit, gloves, shoe covers. She's thinking about wearing a hat. Does anyone still wear a hat? Mm-hmm. Um when she was talking about it, like, obviously we know what the result's going to be. I was like, oh, we're, we're going to borrow a page from Sister Nina West. I see where we're going. I'm here for it. Because okay. everyone forgets Nina West's um, face skinny look was actually very well done. Very Lee Bowery. Nina West, don't be mad at me, but that was one of, like, the only ones on her season that I really liked. But... I love Nina West. I miss her. She's like, I haven't met her, but I hear she's really nice. I just like on her, I remember on her season, that runway in particular being very, very like, I was like, oh, this is really good. Yep. It was, it was well done. It was very camp, but we're going to now move over to Shay who shares that when Rue's video used to play, she'd think she knows her mom and aunties, but they don't look like Rue, but she wanted to look like Rue. Mm -hmm. Rue saved this dress because Bob Mackie was going to be on the show that episode and she wanted him to see it. Which is kind of interesting because it's not a Mackie style dress at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sugar ball look. And Rue's but, had stuff done by, but like Rue later on had, Rue had had things done by Bob Mackie before, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. With, yeah. So I guess he, she just loved that dress so much. She's like, look, fashion icon, here's my dress. Yeah. She wanted him to like see her in something that like she was proud of and that she right. thought like, even though it wasn't his, he would like. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Shay is thinking about painting the leopard print and Rue reveals that the original was also hand-painted. Full circle. But I guess that I don't think they had two days to do it. That's <laughs> hard. Like, that's really impressive. That's, uh, that's very impressive and extremely difficult. Yeah, yeah I, I admire anyone who does hand-painting and does it really, really well. Yeah. Um, like Robin Rose Quartz does the hand-painting stuff. I'm like, that's stunning work. Yeah, and it doesn't even look like it does. Well, Nikki Ota does beyond stunning. Like what she, what they do is just I don't know how her mind works because it's so incredible. Yeah, their painted stuff is also like I'm like wow, that's I don't know how they have time to do it with all the producing, all the shows they're doing. Unbelievable. Uh, but really good for her. Yeah. Um, so Rue's gonna ask Shay how many stars she has, and she is like, I only have one. Who is taking a nap? Well, what is her plan to win more? She's going to go to the hotel room and cut up all the wigs with her sisters. There you go. Would you do that to win? No, I would not. <laughs> I, I am someone who enjoys competition because I think it's fun and it brings out like a different side of creativity in everyone, but I'm not necessarily always very good at being competitive. Yeah. You're not going to accidentally stick your foot out as someone walks by. No, I'm a, I, I think I'd be a Trinity like, before I'd be like a cut up your wigs girl. Like I'd be like a, does anyone need help? That's fair. I admire that. I like that. Raja has done well in design challenges. So is there extra pressure for her? She says yeah. yes. And she likes it. 
Raja shares her first choice with Supermodel of the World as it was the one she has the most emotional connection to as she graduated in high, high school in 1992. Uh, and uh, Rue's going to slap her in the face in the world since that she woke her up as a person, as an artist. Raja's sketch makes her look very Thunderdome, and as that's the shape she wants to do, uh, she's going to be using a lot of textures for tones. But before Rue leaves, she's going to reveal that the extra special guest is Betsy Johnson. Um, Amazing. Wild human. I will always forever remember her when she was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, So I was not surprised by in that opening package, the split that she did. Yeah. um, Which apparently she hurt herself in. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Oopsie. Um, I would love to have that energy at that age. I think Betsy Johnson's just great. Like, I really do. I think her... Have, have you ever worn any Betsy Johnson-inspired looks? Uh, I actually... So I have one, one pair of Betsy Johnson shoes. Mm-hmm. That, that I, Are they colorful? Like, kind of. They're sparkly. They're like a sparkly, but like... Here, hold on. I think I, think I have them. But they're like... They're really beautiful. They're blue on the bottom. They're blue on oh, the bottom. Cute. And they have like the little like Betsy Johnson. It's like an insignia and it says mm-hmm. Betsy Johnson on that. And I don't even remember where I found them, but I found them and they were on a great deal. And they were also one of like the first shoes I had for drag. Like it was That's like, awesome. I think Betsy Johnson as a designer is just like bold and authentic and like out loud, colorful, wonderful. And yeah. I just think like, she seems like a good time. She seems like yeah. I I love bringing designers onto Drag Race. Any iteration of Drag Race, yeah. um, you'll have to hear my takes um, on Drag Race France with Jean Paul Gaultier as the guest judge. I mean, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, could you get any bigger? Yeah, like episode one. I think designers on Drag Race are always fun because I think we have to acknowledge how some of the designs that are done by these like high fashion houses and these designers yeah. are coming from the or origins of queer artists. Like, Absolutely. The origins of queer artists, queer designers. That's also why I think like they should give the designers of some, they should give the designers of looks on Drag Race credit for their work as well, especially when you've got like designers like Betsy Johnson and Jean-Paul Gaultier, like these queens that are not making their own stuff. It's okay to say this look was done by so-and-so in collaboration with so-and-so. I, th- I think that Drag Race should still plug the designers. I I think work. I would love it. I've said it before. I would love a twist of a design makeover challenge where you fly in one of the contestants, like premier prime designers and work with them on a look for a runway yeah. in the room. That'd be fun. Yeah. Or even do a design challenge where they're the, you do the makeover on them and they make the look for both of you. Yeah, I mean, like, some of the things coming down these runways and are being done for these celebrities are drag. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're drag. And yeah. I, I enjoy when those worlds collide on a show like Drag Race. Absolutely. All right. Evie is a slow designer. She says she's a baby at sewing, but she can get hot glue shit out of shit. She has decided if she doesn't make these pants, she'll walk down the runway with her asshole out. Are we surprised? No. Will they blur it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Evie, Evie walked down the runway on her season. Yeah. Borderline naked at one point. So right, listen, if you're happy with your body, like show it off. Do it. I don't care anymore. Yeah. You should all be free. Monet, though, has realized that she has a big head. And no, the actual sides of her head, not her ego. She says, 
Hatch looks simple in theory, but she flunked out of physics. Girl, that's not physics. That's geometry. She flunked out of geometry, too. Isn't she brilliant? I Isn't like it? Monet. No, Monet no. I do, too. great TV. Monet is great TV. She's, just She's always going to be good TV. Honestly, one day, like, if she had her own show, I would not be surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a great host. But Raja is turning out Super Sculptural, and she's amused at what she's doing. Um, and this continues to beg the question, do they allow her to have um, her little wacky tobacco? Does she get to have some edibles during the show? I don't know. It's legal in California. Maybe. You know, I would not be surprised if Craft Services has, like, special brownies for dessert every night. Maybe they're in there. Maybe they were in one of her bags, and she was just like, hey. There it is. Jinx thinks she's going to break her curse of designing crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about a redemption story, but then we're going to see her try it on. And as she says, how much weight can I lose in a day? She's going to have to undo all of her work because she didn't glue it while it was on the mannequin. She didn't stretch it out. Yeah. Obviously, you're in your own zone. You're doing your own work. No one in that room was like, hey, girl, what are you doing? What? Do you- Take a pause for a second. <sighs> I will say in that moment, like I feel for her because such a big part of making things, I think anyone who's ever like made a garment for themselves can relate to this. Like such a big part of that is the mistakes that you make and like having Mm -hmm. to go back and like fix them. And it takes a certain level of patience and the ability to go back and try again and start over. And it's so hard. Like in that moment, it's funny because you're like, oh my God, it's on TV. And Jinx is obviously like, her reaction to that in that moment is what's relatable and humorous, but like, yeah, I've, I've been there before. Um, she's going to be Snoopy screaming into the abyss. Um, yeah. She's going to have to glue it, but she's glued it before she can glue it again. Um, and then we're going to th- get that unhinged laughter. Um, have you had any breakdowns like Jinx um, where instead of tears, it's just fits of laughter pandemonium all the time. All the time. Same. Yeah. Um, they all started when I worked in nightlife. Coincidence? All the time. Like when all you're the time. something and you put the stretch, like like if you're making something and you're working with stretch fabric and then you realize you sew it and the stretch is going the wrong way all the time. You're like, all right. Yep. Yeah. And you just, you have your breakdown, you keep going. And most of the time you're like laughing at yourself because you're like, I don't know how I did that. And now I'm not going to sleep. So here we go. Now, Shay, she's, she's having her own bit of trouble. She ate up too much time pinning fabric. She still has to make a ruffle sleeve, a bolero jacket, a top of belt, pants and scarf. It's a whole collection she got going on. Uh, but she's going to be working down to the wire. We're now at the next day, and Jinx still has a pile of ruffles, but at least it's in a nice shape now. Um, she's happy with what she made. Jada has added fur to her trim, and the girls are very impressed. Again, we don't talk about Jada on this show, apparently. Why? I don't know. I think, I mean, we'll get into this when we get to the runways, but I think in Jada's case, the, like, choosing to not focus on her, like, process in this episode was intentional. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, the Vivian will be double taping her face. No wrinkles for her, to which I say, is that what I need to do? Do I have to, like, tape my face every day? Just work oh i I have never been a tape your face girl i'm scared of like putting tape anywhere near my face or hair or things like that like i agree i agree um now trinity she's just gonna be helping all her sissies 
she's sewing for Shay. Next, she's gonna do Monet, and she's she says she's birthing babies, even though she's had her tubes tied. Um, she's trying to say that the, because she helps them out, that's what a drag mother does, and that, therefore she is their drag mothers in this moment. Is that what she's going alluding to? Yeah, I think like the idea that like the person in the room who has more experience in a certain field and it's like the person going around providing assistance or guidance or wisdom or knowledge to anybody in the skill that they might need help with or struggling with is like yeah. that idea of like mentorship and like teaching and like looking out for someone in artistic spaces in the queer community is such a like thing obviously your drag mother does all of that incredibly well um but if you asked your drag mother marty can you help me sew something she would probably laugh in your face she would she would i mean i will say marty is marty is always impressed whenever myself or nani or anybody else in our family or that she knows like is like oh yeah i made this like she's always extremely impressed and i know that she's had five minutes later she's like okay when is mine coming in yeah (laughs) i mean she's I, I have I've yet to make anything for anyone else other than myself so far, but I, I think I'm nervous about it. I'm like when it, which makes sense. Yeah, when it's you is one thing, but when you're making something for somebody else, like there's a certain level of pressure on that that I'm like I. One day I'll get past it. One day yeah. I'll get past it and make stuff for people. Raja has feathers, and while it's very punk, Jink notes that it's got an element of flapper to it. Maybe we see flappers in different ways because I was like, what? Where? Where? I think the like the cascading part, the like hanging texture. Okay, okay. Maybe in person it looked a little more like yeah. Oh flapper. I didn't see flapper, but I could see like I think Jinx thought flapper fringe hanging. There we go. On Raja's and was like, oh, that's obviously what that is. Now, Raja is going to liken, to liken it to a dreamcatcher, which is going to get the twinners to give a little smack talking. Mm. I guess we need some sort of animosity in that room. Um, they're going to like just critique everybody's looks, and, and they're kind of being the mean girls in the moment, which is interesting. I, they're, they're, they have that alliance running, mm-hmm. and Trinity's sewing ability is one that lends itself to looking around and being like hmm and monet is in an alliance with her so mm-hmm. they are now obviously because they are in the alliance we have to have some talk about who is going to be blocked because you know foreshadowing yeah um they're going to say that for monet evie or jinx would be her picks trinity is going to say Raja or evie as evie is on the incline yeah evie is the main target is very interesting but again she does have two wins yeah I think two, two, like, no, she, not two wins but she has two stars yeah interesting that still jada is not discussed yeah i mean like i think for all of them it's like oh whoever has two stars like they're the ones we have to like go after and i think jada everyone has said on the show she's just like really great to have in the room and like be around and her energy is super positive and like uplifting for them so maybe that's why they're like yeah, not even, not even crossing their mind to get her. Well, Evie is hoping she can keep the momentum going. And Jada does feel the pressure being in the two-star pack. Um, if you're not in the top, they are on the blocking block. Jada knows the other girls are ready to pounce on her, but she is going to be the star that she knows she is. But as the majority of the room is painting, Trinity is making gloves. 
She says, keep adding. Not a lick of makeup on her face. Let me take it back. Not a lick of drag makeup on her face. Because she got a lot of boy makeup on. Um, maybe that's why she doesn't need as much time. Because she's done a lot of priming. She's ready okay. to go. Will she stop working? Well, she's going to use every single minute. Call her Trinity the truck because she's going to bulldozer these hoes. I don't get it. A bulldozer is not a truck. She just wanted the name. She tried. She tried. She yeah. really did. She was like, let me just throw this in here. All right. Well, let's get to the runway. Um, yeah. Rue wearing pink velvet. I adore it. And the hair is just right. She, she looked good this season. Yeah, I liked this. I liked this look a lot. I was like, ooh. The color on her I thought was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The way that they did the like velvet bits, I was like, mm -hmm. that's super fucking cool. Now we're gonna have Michelle Visage, Carson Daly, and Betsy Johnson on our panel. Yeah. Um, very old panel this week. Got old very quickly. Yeah, such a good panel though for <laughs> yeah. such a good panel for a design challenge though. Absolutely. All right, category is legendary legend looks, and on the runway, in honor of it, we are gonna play supermodel of the world or call me loser. Ooh. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me pull up. Let me pull up the photos. Let me pull up the photos. All right. Let's start off with the one, the only, Evie Oddly doing Supermodel of the World. Uh, listeners, if you don't know where to find the looks every week, you can go on drag.looks. Drag.looks. I don't know who you are, but you help me out with my podcast. So there's your sponsorship. Free, free plug. Um, I don't know what you could offer me, but drag.looks on Instagram. All right, so Evie Oddly, I adore the colors on her. Um, it's the pants. They elongate her so much. They're incredible. I think the hair is cute. The ruffle yep. sleeves may not be what she imagined, but it worked. No, I it, love, 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 love the two-tone lip. It's perfect for her. It kind of feels like pink in the early 2000s. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these pants, I need. These pants, yeah. I, I need, I want. I They're love. comfortable. I love. They're coming, but they look so good. Yeah. They look so good. And flowy, like, excess fabric looks in drag is sometimes very, very difficult. Like, yeah. the tailoring has to be really precise, and the way it fits and folds has to be really precise. Otherwise, it's going to look, like, baggy and just kind of, like, Mm. Mm -hmm. And Evie did these pants so well. Yeah. And, and also, just the fabric that she got to use for them yeah. really made them stand out in such a strong way yeah her uh, she height, her height the proportions of it all the the ruffle top i think like with the with the tool i think could be done a little differently but mm -hmm. it nothing on it looks bad nothing i on agree it looks bad. i, I agree really good this was well done Carson loves how she reinterpreted the classic Rue look instead of the ruffle tool skirt. She did an amazing shrug that gives tension and interest and excitement. Yeah. Michelle says making a pant like that is not easy to do and it finished it beautifully. Rue said she turned it out and it looks gorgeous. And Bessie says she's this crash of severe power woman and funny. She likes the quirky thing she does with the gorgeous simple look. And it was a moment of fashion for her. Agreed. I will give it a supermodel of the world. Supermodel of the world. Audience agrees, 81% Supermodel World, 19% Call Me Loser. Next up, the Vivian Despy Awards. I'm a bit bored. No. Gold is a very hard color to use as it can look cheap, and this falls into that category. I think the ears or the bows or whatever attempt of an idea on her head looked incomplete. The underside gold ruffle felt like an afterthought, and it didn't kind of go with everything else. And also, the black heels are not working with this look. 
Yeah, I will say what does work is the hair. It's perfect. I adore it. Whoever saw it, gold star for you. I think on the top, it was a little too similar to the original look for me. Mm -hmm. Like on the top, it felt like from the waist up, it was like, what's the difference between you doing this and RuPaul's original dress for this? And then from the waist down, I just like, I don't like the bunching of this like under fabric. The asymmetry feels like incomplete to me. The higher side is like droopy on her hip. And then the lower side, the longer side, if you were going to do that, make it go all the way to the ground then. I agree. Like I agree. And then the shoes, I think the shoes are fab, but why that shoe with this look? Like what? I what- agree. I, I think as... Carson will say it's Vivian Westwood, but I don't, I, it, not everything Vivian does can be Vivian Westwood, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think from the waist up, I see it's well put together and like, though it's similar, it, it's well made from the mm-hmm. waist down. I think there are elements of the well-made part of this that fade away. I don't think I agree. From the I waist agree. Down, it's really well put together. Carson says that she looks like an airbrush painting. It's so flawless. He says the gold lame was done in a Vivian Westwood English punk way. Betsy says she looks gorgeous and born that way. She so glam and so comfortable and smooth. Yeah. Ruth says the eyes don't know where to land because there are so many delicious, juicy places to look. She says she looks like Bella Hadid. And I was like, what? I, I didn't see the reference photo for that. I didn't. Go. I was like, did you just say Bella Hadid? Cause you just heard that name like five minutes earlier. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I don't Ru. know. Like, I, I'm gonna give this. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a call me loser. Same. Yeah, Same. I'm like it. Audience, they were on the the positive side. They were sixty percent supermodel of the world, forty percent call me loser. Okay, critiquing looks is hard. Like it's it is. Subjective. It absolutely is. And that's that's why I love having the audience opinion as well because I like I like being the minority sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. This one I'm definitely not. Next up, Shea Coulee, season five, Sugar Ball. It is vintage pinup and a unique attempt at inter- interpretation. Yeah. I like the waist up. The pants are a bit on the plain side comparably, but the ruffle sleeves are dynamite. It's the belt. I just hate how the leopard print paint sits and looks like she's got like a peach exposed stomach. It's just poor planning. I, but that being said, this was so fun. Yeah, I love it. I like it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I thought the ruffles on the sleeves worked really well. The gloves that she chose to use are so fab. The addition of like the head wrap, the hair color with the leopard spots that she painted on and the like color of the pink fabric. Yeah, I thought that like, to me, it like, it felt era Barbie. Like it felt Absolutely. like era Barbie. It felt like something that could come out of like a like a drag character like miss mm-hmm. nasal moment you know and it, like that era yeah. time period it's like because like i don't know i just think it's fun there's something about it that like a drag queen steps off like a plane in like puerto rico to perform in this and i'm like yeah Absolutely. That's like, it's so fab like it's so I, yeah I, I, again like i think if she knows fashion and i know if she had her choice of fabrics i think she would have changed a couple things like the pants the pant fabric is what she had that's what she had to use 
But if she had a choice to do like a LeMay or something a little shinier, oh, that would have tied everything perfectly together and would have been A+. Plus. Yeah. But she made this challenge work for her. Yeah, um, she did. Absolutely did. Betsy says she took Rue's look and turned it into rock and roll and slick. It was a great interpretation. Carson loves the headscarf and calls it phenomenon. Phenomenal. Michelle says it reminds her of the original Barbie. She finds it so adorable, fun, funky, and modern. And Rue says it's fantastic. And she flipped the volume to the top and knows the silhouette and recreated it into a different era. It is a supermodel of the world for me. Yeah, same. Supermodel of the world. Audience, 85% supermodel of the world. 15% call me loser. All right, Trinity the Tuck, season eight promo look. It's stunning. It's classic. And her ass looks fucking fantastic. Uh, The detailing is divine. And I'm going to start a rumor, okay? I'm going to start the rumor that there is no way that this bitch designed this entire thing and stoned it and helped the other girls. I call shade. I bet each of the queens had a PA helping them out. Because there's no time. There's no time she could have finished all of that. It's really, really beautiful. The it's hair so, is beautiful. It's, it's She looks like a Barbie doll, too. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. That blue is, like, just so dynamic. It's so, like, it's a color that, like, and then the fact that, like, also on the runway, like, the blue almost, like, mirrors the lighting behind her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, 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 yeah. wow. Michelle says yeah. it's breathtaking. She loves that she took the baby doll look into the bottom and calls the construction masterful. Carson says it's classy and assy and says it's spectacular. He loves the two textures, trumpet flare, and the bow details. Rue says she looks like Dorothy Dandridge and it's a joy to watch her work it. And Betsy loves the spits and glitz and the way she walked the way the dress wants to walk. It's mm-hmm. a supermodel of the world for me. Same. Yeah, the whole silhouette is also very trinity absolutely i was worried for a second when we when she first came out i was like she put a train on there didn't she but no no she loves a flare trinity loves a flare of dramatic like trinity's not giving you she's not a minimalist she's never giving you like she's giving high drag like all the time absolutely uh supermodel of the world for me yeah Supermodel. I'm not going to call names out, but audience, 95% supermodel of the world, 5% call me loser. So someone was not happy with this look. All right, next up, Raja, born naked promo look. I think the concept was great. The execution was a bit edgy and felt a little haphazard, but it's not. I think Raja in an Ari ponytail is very cunt. I like that she's willing to play, but with the competition in the room being so strong, perfection outweighs exploration. Yeah, so here's so here's my thing about this look. I this is supermodel of the world for me because I am comfortable enough acknowledging the fact that I just don't have the design mind or prow prowess sure. that Raja has. And so like her walking down the runway in this is something that for me I would never have thought to do. I would never have thought to do and I would not even begin to know where to start in constructing and for that in itself like as someone who makes things like I'm like there that takes a certain level of skill and I'm like good on you Mm -hmm. but I also think with that comes like the territory of some people are going to look at it and go I don't get it absolutely and that's what this hard part is with the way this competition is set up is you can make take a risk but that risk has to pay off looking at everybody else and i don't think she's playing that kind of game which is fine um i don't know if she really is in it to win it the way some of the other queens are 
Yeah, and I think like, listen, we have to acknowledge certain things about the fact that like Raja is here. Raja is, I think has 11 years on the like most recent, like the contestant next closest in age to her. Yeah, Raja has the longest time out of anyone in this room on Drag Race. And what she like, I don't know. There's a difference between being really good at drag and there's a difference between being really good at drag race. And absolutely. Some people like Raja, Raja's undeniably good at drag. No one can say that she's not. You might not like her personally, you might not, whatever, what have you. She's undeniably good at drag. And she's created something in this challenge that I genuinely believe could walk down a runway Mm -hmm. in a fashion show and people would be like, I want that. Like that could be a collection piece. I think the tricky part is, and where Drag Race comes in is like, sometimes on Drag Race, the collection piece item, people aren't gonna get. You have to go with something that's high fashion, but recognizable. Absolutely. All right. Betsy loves the fluff and splash and splish splash of the leather. She calls her a goddess. Mm -hmm. Carson says she has great gift of knowing how to feature her body without showing tons of it. Michelle says it's an eye orgasm and Rue calls it disco mystical. I will give it a supermodel of the world. Supermodel of the world, absolutely. Like, I'm telling you, if this walked down a runway, some celebrity would buy this or have mm-hmm. their stylist, like, get the piece for them and wear it to a show or a carpet. It just... Or um, like the Met Gala, like Kareem Kardashian apparently yeah. does now. Yeah, like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, like, on Drag Race, there are a lot of people who wouldn't think like this. And so people I agree. look at it and go, huh? Yeah. The audience... I think is exactly what you alluded to. 68% supermodel world, 32% call me loser. Yeah, because you look at it and you go, it doesn't look bad, but you look at it and go, I, I guarantee you nine out of 10 people would not have thought to make that. I agree. All right, Jinx Monsoon, Drag Race Down Under promo look. Uh, this was just the show's way to say, um, remember Drag Race Down Under? We have to bring it back, so let's do it. Uh, she tried. Doing asymmetry was a big risk. The detailing of the Leo is the real win here, but... I do not care for the paint this week. No. It's a miss. No. She's not a fashion queen. You can't deny that she's going full out week after week, but nope. This was worse than the first one. Yeah, this was worse than the first one for me. The problem that I have with it is like the way she did the asymmetry, looking at it in photos, it almost feels like she ran out of time on the opposite sides. So like yes. the long arm being opposite from the long like leg where the leg is covered in fabric and I'm just like listen god critiquing looks is so hard and Jinx Monsoon is not only a fan favorite but like just an incredible artist and like actually a really nice person she's one of the first drag queens I ever met um the fact that she chose a character and chose to stay in the lane of like what that character and like reference would be great um the actual construction of it having put this whole thing together with hot glue kudos to you um (laughs) but the silhouette of it is not anything that i think anyone would be like jumping at to have and that's okay i agree that's okay it's it's not her wheelhouse michelle says they always end up back in the saloon carson says the sequin bodysuit is stunning betsy says it's very elegant in its wonderful trashiness and Rue is shocked she could pull it off and calls it fabulous. 
they were being yeah. very nice. That's what the critiques are this season. There's no one getting um, hurt, yeah. got hurt by anything, but it's a comedy loser. Yeah, yeah, it's a comedy loser. But I will say, like, to her credit, if you're assessing based on each individual skill and growth, then the fact that Jinx got it done and this time perceived with, like, I'm perceiving that she got it done without being, like, exceedingly helped by someone else, like, good on you. That's, exactly. it, like I said, it's not easy to do, especially if that's not your thing, so. Yeah, um, the audience, I think there's a little bit of a bias here, but um, 45% supermodel of the world, 55% call me loser. Yeah, I mean, like, look, it's Jinx. Like, yeah, it's Jinx. I agree. She did her best. And I think there's something to be said when you're dealing with design challenges of like, you have to judge each individual person on the skill that they have and where they're at, not versus the person next to them. Absolutely. When you're picking a winner, that's when you have that's to- a different story. Yeah. All right, next up, Jada, Essence Hall, Diana Ross, Divas Live Tribute. First off, can we get a revival of the Divas Live shows? Those were the best. Like, bring them back. There are enough new divas that we can put on that stage. This is exceptional. I know she had great materials to work with, but she executed it in a way that was high fashion. It fits perfectly on her body. The way the sequence moved makes her look like she owns that runway. And the fur is present but not overbearing. She's got yeah. the right hair. It is Diana Ross done by Jada Essence Hall. Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Diana Ross, Dynasty, Dream Girls, like it is just like wow. Wow. Yeah. The deliberate nature in which she chose, like the neckline, the accent, the cutouts on the hip, the visible shoulder, like an arm, like it's just. Oh, I want one of these. I want one of these so badly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh, sure you could teach yourself to make it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like it would take me, it would take me more time than it took Jada. That's for sure. I'm unashamed to admit that. But wow, it's so good. Carson calls it Bob Mackie for share amazing quality garment. He loves the peekaboo hip and exposed shoulder. Michelle says it's 60s glamour. It's rich. It's phenomenal. And Betsy says the fur is a cute touch with such high glamour. Ruth says it's fantastic. She loves the silhouette and the Diana's Ross, Diana Ross touches. It is a supermodel of the world for me. Supermodel of the world. Hands and down. every single, single, single audience member agrees. 100% supermodel of the world. So why did she get the edit she did this episode? I could not fucking tell you. That's the team. All right, next up. Money exchange doing the face kini. Um, she had terrible material to play with and she made a full cat suit out of it. The contrasting patterns are working well in the boots and corset. The hat yeah. actually turned out well. I think Monet played it safe this week. She knew she wouldn't win, so she took a look that no one would win with and said, Let's just do whatever we want. We're gonna have fun. Yeah, I this fabric I don't like, but that's not Monet's fault. It's terrible. Like, it's absolutely god awful. Like the thing was, they gave them fabrics that were supposed to be like close to what the fabric was in the original RuPaul looks, and I feel like Monet's was the most different from what Ru's fabric were. <laughs> right, because I'm sure one they couldn't find was already made, and two, <laughs> it was probably too expensive. Yeah, it was probably a lot more expensive. But I will say, construction-wise, I think Monet has done something that is not very easy to do. Like mm-hmm. the full cat suit that hugs the body like that with no like 
wrinkles or puckers, the gloves that are with it, like built into the thing, that's extremely difficult. Like me not liking these fabrics is separate from the fact that absolutely constructed something that is well constructed and well made. I agree. Carson says she did all bikinis. He loves the paint splatter fabric. Michelle says the dumbest part of the outfit are the hoops outside of her face. Rue says they are conflicting prints, but they are married because of her brilliant silhouette. It allows the crazy fabric to have uniformity. And Betsy calls her a day glow marble cake. I will give it a supermodel of the world simply because of the execution of this look. Agreed. In a different fabric, like this could be something that like, if Betsy Johnson did something, if Betsy Johnson did something for drag in a different fabric, I could see this being a thing. What if we found out that this was Betsy Johnson fabric? It's obviously not, but. I'm sorry to her. Yeah, yeah, I'd be be very sorry to Betsy Johnson. It's still bad fabric. Audience, 73% supermodel of the world, 27% call me loser. Yeah, now, I think that checks out. The legends are going to return, and Rue has decided that the top two all-stars of the week are Jada Essence Hall and Trinity to Tuck. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. I do. I agree. Um, this was the right top two. We'll discuss the next part in a second, but the song yeah, they are going to lip sync. Yeah, go ahead. Jada and Trinity could have... Jada and Trinity were absolutely the top two, I think, just based on, like, the scale of what Trinity created and Jada's being, like, in my opinion, a perfect design challenge. Shay could have also been in the top two for me. I thought mm-hmm. what Shay did was really, really good. But I think it was the, like, the volume and the, like, scale of what Trinity created that put her over the top. I agree. The song is I Want Love by Jessie J. Um, it is a very powerful song, and you have to bring it all to the stage and you want to win. I was really impressed with both of them, and I think this one was going to be coming down to taste. For me, Trinity was subtle and then gave you moments while Jada was all in from the start to the finish. And for me, that's more exciting to watch. I thought Jada won. I agree. I thought Um, Jada won. I think the Trinity knee slide into Jada was a great moment. And I think, question mark, that's why she was given the win? I don't know. I can't justify it. Yeah, Trinity went on, I think it was one of her social medias and was like, that was an accident like it that was just a slippery floor and i like i mean as you can see in the picture uh this was pride 2022 clearly (laughs) and like i just yeah it's one of those things it's like for me jada won that lip sync but at the end of the day it's rue's choice so right and yeah i I, i'm very curious like maybe this because of the format she can't do like double wins because if you're going to do that for this is the one that would definitely be like okay you both win you're you both get a star and a block, which why isn't that twist happened yet? Hmm, interesting. Maybe it um, will. maybe well, maybe well, but yeah, Trinity's this winner. I don't agree at all, but um, it's her time to block someone, and she is going to give Evie her wish. She's getting plunged. Okay, she blocked. Was this the right choice? Yeah, yeah, I would say. I mean, if you don't know what the next challenge is, and Evie is one of the people with the most stars in the room, then yeah, it's the right choice. Cause it's like- I guess at this point, it's like, okay, we have three, four challenges left. What could they be? You have to start breaking it down of what kind of challenges they haven't had. Totally. They kind of have done all of it already. So what, what would be left? Like, obviously we're going to find out it's an acting challenge, but they haven't really done a branding challenge quite yet. Um, They've done singing already. They've done acting. They've done improv. They've done snatch game. 
what's missing? So it's, it's, it's actually maybe a little harder now to figure out who to block. Yeah, I don't think they'll do a makeover challenge. No, neither do I. Um, we're not going to talk Untucked because, again, I'm still unsure why we still have Untucked because it's not helping anything this season. Um, they get to talk to the guest judges and that's about it. Yeah. I we're mean, Untucked, backstories. Like, yeah, Untucked seems like they're just kind of chilling. <laughs> just enjoying yeah. their company. They're like, hey. All right. Burning questions to wrap this up. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, it's Christmas on set, and they have to act again. Who should we expect a win from? Who's going to do well, and who's going to be on Santa's naughty list? I think I think Monet is hungry. I think Monet mm-hmm. is going to do well. I think Monet yeah. is going to show. I, I think, again, you're going to have Monet being very hungry. You're going to have Shay being very hungry, but she's not been the strongest in the acting this season. But someone who has been really strong in the acting and hasn't been rewarded for it has been Raja. True. So Raja again, based on character, she could do well. Yeah, Raja in the beginning. I think Raja should have been in the top for Snatch Game for me. Um, what's going to be interesting is definitely going to be someone like Jinx and how these roles are picked. Because if someone gets to assign roles, they're going to give Jinx the worst role possible. Yeah. Otherwise, she's going to steamroll us all over again. Yeah, I think Monet is going to do well. I think Viv and Jinx will do well in acting challenges. I hope that Raja does well. I want an upset. I want yeah. people to be shocked at who does well in an acting challenge. I want people. To I be agree. Like, I'm here for it. All right. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is... Jinx. I agree. There's just how do you... Jinx can't lose, and it, but the only way Jinx is gonna could lose is whatever this lip sync smackdown is and the song choices. You know what? It's the no. only way I can see it happening. Jinx, okay. I think Jinx is gonna win right now. I think right based on how they've done in the competition, if Jinx continues to do well and continues to accrue stars, and, and I think if Jinx ends up in the top four with star placement, she's gonna win. Yeah. I think. Jada's going to end up in the top four. And those two right now are the only two that I'm like, Jinx and Jada, Jada I see ending up in the top four. I love Jada. I think she's been doing incredibly well. I'm so glad that she's had this glow up. There is just something that RuPaul does not like about her, that she's not giving her the accolade she deserves. And I'm not sure what it is. Has she not put enough time in? I don't know. Um, But I I wish Jada had a little more love because I can see... Um, her not getting into the top four simply because Rue gives love to some of the other single stars. I hope that, listen, I hope that there's not a twist coming. Like, Yeah, no more shenanigans. Let's play this out okay with no other twists. It's very, it's very Rue to like throw in a last like whoop, flip yeah, this. La- last minute. Alaska comes in with five stars. I mean, hey, like <laughs> in an all-star season though, like that's like that's so common in an all-star season. Like all stars three and that like twist at the end. All like I just I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, me too. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my gosh. Uh social media is social media and Venmo are both the same. So it's at Janae Saqua underscore. Um projects. Now that Pride has calmed down, I'm kind of just back to 
my weekly schedule, but yeah, come on through. I guess like I would say the most exciting like new project right now is Nani Tsunami and my show together at the cookout, the cookout at the queue, uh, Tuesdays at eight. It's a really great time. We do different themes centering kind of like, we described it as like your two favorite cousins, like at the family, like reunion at the family barbecue, like bringing everyone in for a good time. So it's I'm really here fun. for it. New looks, new numbers, pretty much every week. Like it's never the same show. And we do snacks. We we've had like biscuits and chicken and things. It's it's a good time. Giving gay people free food, they will be there. Listen, we had red lobster biscuits a couple times at the show, and they were so good. They were so good. Oh man, like Oh my God. We forget to eat. Like, you know, you're getting in drag, you're getting ready for a show, you transport, you're like you commute there, you get ready, you do the gig, you commute back, then you end up like six, seven hours without having eaten. And like, yeah. It's a I am show. here for it. Well, it is always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you.